What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into the latest Five on the Floor Live. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Today's floor plan with me, Alex Toledo and Brady Hawk. We're going to dive into the Miami Heat's victory in Milwaukee. But before we do, I want to tell you about our Discord server. This is where you need to go to get all your latest Miami Heat content all in one place. We have a bunch of different chats where you can chat about different parts of Miami Heat basketball. There's also uh, chats for music, for fantasy sports, gambling, other sports. It's a lot of fun. Go to the description of this episode or to any of our twitter pages and you'll see it linked at the top that's off the floor our discord server make sure to check that out manny hit him with the intro down to biscay yay uh, five on the floor ride for my dogs where here's the thing you can check the score hustle hard couple scars wearing bubble frogs just like Buffett said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. I'm your host, Greg Sylvander. With me, Alex Toledo, Brady Hawk. The Miami Heat go into Milwaukee, get a 123-97 victory. Probably, in my opinion, the most impressive victory of the entire season, which is a statement victory. We're going to talk about it. It's a very big win. I guess let's just go with initial reactions to what is a really, um, I think, surprising victory. There was some really interesting stuff that came from a multitude of players. It wasn't just one guy tonight. You saw it from a bunch of different angles. You see how lit the chat is right now as we're live on YouTube. Uh, People are excited about this game. The ball movement was intact. A 40-point first quarter was intact. Brady, your initial reactions to what was – I don't want to call it a statement win – necessarily and I don't think it's a signature win because Milwaukee is in a weird place but it's a damn good sign that the Heat found a way to get this uh, victory but also play this well what are your initial reactions yeah well we've talked about it all year that they don't have any like statement big wins against a really good team and I mean that this was that like this was the game and it's just funny that it comes in a night where 
they were so shorthanded, which just summarizes this team so well. And it summarizes Eric Spolstra so well, because at some point we're going to have to do the, the five on the floor episode where we talk about the fact that Eric Spolstra, when he is down like three plus guys in his rotation is the greatest coach in the history of sports, because it's, it gets to the point where it's just like, he's so much more comfortable. I feel like in these spots where he's, he's limited in his choices where he has to kind of funnel through, uh, more things in a shorter amount of time where it's just kind of, you know, an eight man rotation for most of the night. Uh, but 100%, it, it comes down to a lot of it is the shooting. I mean, when they shoot well, and I think that's kind of the, the case in the playoffs every time when they kind of go on these runs, like, well, that's what happens when this team shoots like crazy. And you look at the fact of, of Tyler to Duncan, when he's kind of firing like that, and obviously Nikola Jovic and Kevin Love, and we're going to talk about these guys individually. So I don't want to get too much into that. But I think credit to that, because we're going to sit here and talk about the offense this whole this whole episode. But quickly, I just want to say as well, my, another initial thing is the way they can defend on a night like this where it doesn't feel like – I think everybody when they saw that starting lineup was like, okay, they better put up points because they're right. not going to be able to guard this Milwaukee Bucks so team. True. And it was like they did. They defended really well, and a lot of these guys stepped up. I thought Caleb did good to start. Haywood was really disruptive. Nikola Jovic I thought was really good to start this game defensively. Yep. If he, was, he was guarding Giannis and Brooke, and he was getting in the way. Uh, they just had a really good defensive game too, an underrated aspect. So just a, a really big win to your point. So yeah, this um, it was a big win, and the shooting was lights out from the get go. Nineteen of forty from three, thirty four assists on forty. What is this? Forty five made field goals. Just connected basketball, Alex. They also out rebounded the Milwaukee Bucks. 47-38, that's a key indicator for them all season long. Your initial thoughts on tonight's win? What a win. Easily the best one of the season, um, in my opinion. Not that there haven't been other, like, decent to good wins, but, man, what a game. Just, um, look, I, there's a lot of things that can happen when guys go down, and we've seen this team rally when things like this happen before. And I think we we mentioned that scenario on the last podcast too, if I remember correctly. But um, it, it's crazy to see it be executed in that fashion because it's like it's one thing for them to be like, oh, it's, they're fighting. It's a close game. It's neck and neck the whole time. And then they grind it out. No, you went into Milwaukee without Jimmy, without Terry, and you beat them fair and square and blew them out. And it was like, if you just look at the quarter by quarter scoring, like the, you, you put up a 40 point uh, first quarter, um, you know, you held the Bucks to 24, 24 and 21 in the second, third and fourth quarters. And uh, just in general, the, the scoring never stopped for the heat. But like Brady said, the defense was also good. And then when you go and look at cleaning the glass, um, you know, the heat put up a 115 offensive rating in the half court, which is amazing in itself. But, um, you know, shout out to their defense, man. You held the Bucks to a 90 offensive rating in the half court and a 96 overall offensive rating. And that's really impressive, man. They're at home. And even though they've had their troubles lately and, you know, things haven't been perfect this season, they've been one of those, they've still been one of the best teams in the league. If you look at their record and what they've been really good at is offense. And they have a lot of weapons that they can go to. And um, the Heat did a great job pressuring their best players, I think. You know, you're never going to fully stop Giannis. He's one of those guys that he's just such a physical force of nature. And, you know, like the, 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 the handful of like the best players in the world, most of them can't really be stopped. But Bam just does such a good job at making him uncomfortable. He's done it for so many years now. Um, really impressed with the game he had. 
and just everybody played well. When this team moves the ball the way they did, that's it's they're a completely different team, man. Like that ball is popping, and that when when you see like so many guys getting into double figures, that's a great sign for the offense. The assists, like you mentioned before, and like I mentioned on playback. Um, if you haven't, of course, check that out yet. Playback.tv slash 5RSN or download the app. But like I mentioned on playback, there's nothing like the Bucks defense to get you feeling good about this. <laughs> Isn't that true? They're so bad on defense. I really don't think it's an overreaction to say that, like, it's on them to prove that they're going to be able to win with this formula. Because, like, when you look at the roster, it's like, okay, looks pretty good. But then when you watch them play, it's like, oh, man, how are they going to yeah. win when they can't defend? And, like, They've got Jovic out here dicing him up who hasn't played in weeks. And he comes out in the starting lineup and just makes it looks like <laughs> just looks like an incredible player out there. Great game for him. Great game for Duncan. Um, and really just a great two-way effort. And I really do think it always comes back to their their defense for them. I think their defense was solid enough. And then they got really they got going and kept generating offense versus this terrible defense. And they got really hot, like finishing with 19 made threes. Like that's incredibly rare for the heat it wasn't even like a great mid-range shooting night for them which feels like it's usually part of the blueprint when they have like good scoring nights and they, they just got hot because they kept creating easy offense and it's you know great game for them absolute great game and now you you go into the second night of a back-to-back in philly obviously no Embiid, and things are kind of looking decent now right because you know the terry news wasn't bad um Jimmy will be back at some point after the all-star break and you weathered that, that Bucks game. And now you've got, again, the Sixers with no Embiid, like great job by them. man. And that's the first game of six uh, to start on the road before the all-star break. They are in Philadelphia. Um, 50 points in the paint is huge for them as well. You, Alex alluded to um, Nico. So let's go to oh. our Rocky sports gamer of the night. Gamer of the Night, sponsored by Rock Esports Center, the place to eat, drink, and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them. Located at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay, they've got a 5,500-square-foot state-of-the-art center equipped with all the high-end power. Play all-day passes, available for just 25 bucks. but if you mention five reasons... It's just $20. So mention five reasons or five RSN. You get to play all day for $20. And now, the Gamer of the Night. The Rocky Sports Gamer of the Night is Nikola Jovic, y'all. This guy came out guns blazing to start the game. Five of eight from three, 24 points. This was a career high from three. 30 minutes, seven rebounds, three assists, no turnovers. Only one foul. Brady, talk about this guy's game, yo. Like, he came out tonight, and he looked like he was on a mission. He was locked in. He even had a couple, like, snarl-like moments throughout the game that I saw on the broadcast, uh, which is fun to see him start to, like, find his way, gain confidence. These are things that you want to see from your young player. Talk about his basically his probably his career best game tonight yeah i said earlier when i was watching the game that you'd have to be so mad as a defender to have a guy have 24 points on you like that and the guy like never stops smiling like every time he gets a bucket on you he's just running down the court like just fully smiling like the guy just has fun playing basketball uh but 100 the confidence is the part that stuck out to me early like the fact he got 
that first one to go, the first play, knock you down the kind of that left wing three, and everything kind of spun from there. Where when the shooting clicks, and I've said in the past, I think the shooting is more important for him than the defense. If he can shoot at that level, not maybe not that level because that's an even incredibly higher level. But if he shoots at a decent level, it's hard to kind of take him out of the mix. And you see a game like this where he's able to do that. He's able to kind of push the pace where I thought Miami, the biggest thing that, that got them the lead was the fact that their pace was incredible to start the yeah. game. We're not used to that. And a lot of that was Jovic. Like he gets the ball and he is just running. Like there was the one play where he hit Hawkins and stride and a little two on one. It's like every other time they're running down the court, it's just an absolute mess. And we saw that in this game too. <laughs> so it's like when he's not the one kind of creating that, that's the stuff that happens. And then not, as I talked about before, defensively, I just thought he was really good. There were times where he was just like walling up Giannis, where he was just sitting there with his hands straight up. And it feels like he's figuring out tendencies. Like he's a guy that started out defensively very handsy, where he's going to get his hand in there. And it, he was kind of – he's his feet weren't matching like the his speed a little bit. So it's kind of – he's using his hands to kind of keep up with the guy. Where now it feels like he's kind of figuring things out. And he's and as you pointed out, like not as many fouls is pretty important. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is – and I've said this before – I think they're at the point now where I don't really care about the injury report. I think they have to play this guy. Like, yeah. I, I just don't think it matters. I, I This isn't a guy that you're just throwing in the mix because they're down three guys. Like, they have to play him. Like, this is a guy that they it has a skill set that is not on the roster. It's a skill set that not a lot of teams can possess, especially at 20 years old. And the fact that you have a guy that that's kind of learning on the fly like this and the limited kind of opportunities he's getting, you have to play him. And you're talking about a team – that does not have a four next to Bam over six five, and we keep talking about that. And then you have this guy that's just sitting on the bench looking over, like, "Oh, I, I, I could help. I could do this. I could do that." And and you see a night like this where he's able to kind of go out and shine a little bit. So, I think the confidence boosting is important. Uh, now, I, I, I obviously I'd expect him to get the start again tomorrow night, and we'll see what happens once they get back from All Star break. But I hope that period of time doesn't make sure just leave everybody with like, "Okay, let's go back to what we're used to. Let's go back to the old thing." Like, no. It's time to play this guy. Agree. I could not agree more that um, they need to find minutes for him. He's exactly what they need positionally. If we're even going to try to create positions on the court for them, uh, just his size is necessary, but also the skill set offensively is huge for them. It diversifies things in ways that no other player on the roster does. It's crazy that he's the gamer of the night on a night when Bam Adebayo got his seventh triple double. Uh, he continues to climb the franchise list for triple doubles. Uh, I don't know if he'll ever get to Jimmy's 12, 15, if you count playoffs, but, um, but seven is a good damn start. Talk about Jovic's game, but also Bam Adebayo's huge day, Alex. I mean, I think it's a weird situation now where um, these guys are empowered to find their way. And um, it's, it's always a situation where, if they know Jimmy's going to be out or they know Tyler's going to be out, they can find their way. This is uh, evident again. Jovic and Bam both playing really well. Uh, your thoughts on both guys? Yeah, man. Um, uh, I'm really happy for Jovic. And I feel the same as Brady when it comes to, like, I, the idea that he should be playing more, especially in the regular season. Like, this is the time to get him minutes. He's your first-round pick. He's shown immense improvement over a year or so. And I think he's had a lot more positives this year when he has played than negatives. And I really did not feel that way last year when he was on the court. He also, of course, had the injury that he was going through and that kind of messed things up for him as well. 
And like I said, added more weight has looked better. And I just think like when he's gotten out there, he's been a positive. I feel that way just like full blown. I feel like he's been a positive for them. And and I think the the, the stats back that up too, that they've been winning in his minutes. And he is a very unique type of player. And I think he's shown, he's answered some questions this year as far as like how many different types of lineups can you play him in? And he's been thrown into a lot of different ones when he has uh, been playing and He's shown, very importantly, in my opinion, that he can play next to a Kevin Love. He doesn't have to be playing next to a Bam uh, to help, like, ease things for him on the defensive end. I think he's been all right on defense, hasn't been standing out, and I thought he had a very good defensive game tonight, like Brady was talking about. And, like, he's kind of checking off all the boxes you wanted to see. Was hitting the shot tonight, uh, even was hitting some of the floaters, because that's been kind of my gripe with him, uh, has been the, the finishing. Uh, that's... I thought he had a good finishing game today with those kind of those finishes that were sort of like short mid range area, you know, um, amazing game. He had a fantastic game. It might've been the best game of his career. Like you said, Leif. And then as far as bam, the, the thing that sticks out to me the most other than like what we know about him already and how he can get buckets and how he can, you know, defend your best player and defend pretty much anybody in the league is the playmaking, man. I think that part has been missed a little bit. Not that he hasn't been giving you like assists every game and it's probably probably averaging like four and a half assists or something. But as I think using Bam as a playmaking hub in the high post and going back to that, I think it's something that's going to happen more often as the season winds down and particularly particularly in the playoffs. And I think it's such a great product of their ball movement um, because Bam is I think the spacing just looks a lot better when Bam is bringing out the big all the way out there. And they know that they can't really leave him wide open. I just think they can, you know, it makes things easier for them when they're really committed to moving the ball and Bam is out there kind of playmaking for guys. It just, I feel like you're just getting easier offense. And it feels like when everybody was healthy, you didn't see that aspect quite as much. And it was really nice to see. He was just picking apart that garbage defense. And so shout out to Bam, man. That ball movement is such a huge key to the win and to their offense you know, getting going and looking actually good. And Bam is a huge part of that. The other yeah. thing I forgot to mention, sorry, I, I should have mentioned this the first time I spoke when I was talking about their defense, but I just think it's such a, like, significant uh, stat for tonight. 35 points off turnovers for the Heat. Wow. Heard the point about how points off turnovers is such a big indicator for them for years now, but 35 points off turnovers to the Bucks, 13, I believe it was. It's just a ginormous gap. You're not going to see that every night. And, you know, early to, to, to what we were talking about earlier, they made Dame and Giannis really uncomfortable and moved the ball extremely well. And I think those are kind of the two biggest things about tonight. And, you know, back to Bam, they were using him in the high post as, as a hub, as you mentioned. And there's one guy in particular that really benefits from that. We're going to talk about him next. Let's go to the insurance by Lynette, a aggressive play of the night. And now it's time for the Insurance by Lynette Play of the Night, sponsored by insurancebylynette.com and A Aggressive Insurance Agency. You can reach out to our friend Lynette at 954-581-8800. That's 954-581-8800 or insurancebylynette.com. That's insurancebylynette.com with two N's and two T's. Your best play for auto insurance, homeowner's insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, or a retirement program. Reach out to Lynette at insurancebylynette.com. 
Happy birthday, Duncan, or is it happy birthday, Ethan? I don't know exactly what it is today, but it definitely was Duncan Robinson's night, six of eight from three. And you know what the play of the night is? The play of the night kept happening over and over again. Brady articulated better than I ever could. So we've talked about Duncan all season and the fact where we've seen his game grow the most and we've seen him get into the lane and, and make these passes and shoot these floaters and do all this stuff. But like tonight was a night where he was like, Duncan just getting back to what he used to do best, where it was like that and that only. So the plays of the night was the fact of like, what he had six threes. And I think every single one of them was him just sprinting into a handoff from Bam and finding his pocket where it's yep. relocating. It's pump fake into a sidestep. It's kind of just shooting right around the screen with a pure contest in his face. It was one where he faded in the corner with that was a guy just really contesting and he still was able to hit it. And I don't know if one three hit the rib on his makes. Like every one of them is just pure net. Uh, and I think that stuff's important. I think these games in terms of him getting back to that method is like, yeah, that other stuff is great. The other stuff of him getting into the paint. But I think they need this stuff more than anything. They have guys that are going to take those short mid ranges. They have the guys that are going to, that are going to begin taking those, those deeper mid ranges. They need the guys that are going to get their shots up from deep and kind of force the, that adjustment. And that's what we saw in this game. Like he, he was just – and here's the other part about it. It's not even the shot making. I just watched him off the ball. He does mm-hmm. not stop moving. Like it's, it's – we know this about Duncan Robinson, but in a game like this, like if you just go back and watch Duncan the entire time, the guy is just sprinting. And it's like – and you could see him in that mode ever since – ever since Jalen Brown kind of popped his shoulder out of its socket – He's turned into like Jimmy type trolling. Like every time down, he is talking. Like he was talking to Crowder after he knocked one down. Yeah. Like he's he's just in that mode right now, where he seems like he's really in a good rhythm. But they really do need that play style. So so those are the plays of the night because without that, like the offense probably doesn't look the way it does You're without right. him setting that tone from in that specific actions. Another guy that was fiery and had some great plays tonight was Kevin Love, Alex. I thought that he brought some really interesting minutes for them that they needed. Um, Also, just late in the game, him, you know, getting all lively, uh, you know, as as he made big plays. That kind of stuff's just fun um, to see the team having fun. Uh, Kevin Love's game, in your opinion, uh, that's, that's about as well as he can play for them, right? Pretty much, man. And he's just been such a godsend for them at the price point that they got him at. And I'm not one to usually bring that up, but like he, they got him at the veteran minimum as a buyout guy who had been completely taken out of the rotation and people were calling him washed. And um, they turned him into a, a playoff rotation player who, and playoff starter for, you know, like that first half of that run last year and then has just continued his play. And I had questions myself as far as like, it, was he going to have a, regression season even with him coming into camp looking like in great shape physically from the way we saw him at training camp even with that I, I, there was I had those thoughts of like well like would it be that surprising if he just had like a tough shooting season and you know fans weren't that happy with it because when he's not hitting his shots the other stuff doesn't stand out quite as much but that hasn't been the case man he's looked better he's I think he's covering ground on defense better than he did last season and I thought he, he even surprised me in that aspect um, when they got him too, um, the fact that he's still making the threes and not that I, I would ever doubt him as a shooter. He's, he is a shooter, but you know how the, the, you know, the, the three point shooting slumps happen. I don't feel like he's had a consistent 
stretch where he's not hitting the three. There was yeah. a like, I feel like there was a few games there where it wasn't as um, prominent, but still, like he's been so good for them, and it hasn't even just been on the offensive side. Like I think he does his, his job on defense. And what I'm about to say might sound a little bit like over the top, but I don't think it's that crazy because I kind of joked around about it and I have with Brady before at the games that I feel like Kevin Love almost gives you like a Sabonis type of player off the bench, but who can hit the three, right? And I'm not saying he's that level of player, but it's like you have some of those aspects of the game, right? Where like the the, the high post playmaking, uh, the fact that he can really take advantage of smaller guys in the post and, you know, um, force a double, make the right pass. Like you have some of that stuff. And I, I, I think he's just a reliable shooter, a reliable rebounder, has been a solid defender for them. And again, like when Kevin Love has big nights, that's also along with Duncan, along with Hakez, like Jovic. Those are the types of indicators that the ball was really moving well. And Jovic, Hakez, and Duncan all being a big part of it to me is not a coincidence. Like those guys are some of their best um, off-ball movers in general. And I, I thought, again, that Bucks defense is so bad. And, you know, like a lot of people might just look at this game from the outside and be like, ah, you know, they hit 19 threes. What are you going to do? And that is part of the formula to, to beat a team when you're down, guys. Have a nice shooting night, and, and, and they don't because the Bucs didn't. But honestly, like, it was, to me, a result of how well you played them. And just a, a fun stat here to, to wrap this up. Shout out for Moorhead. Does some great uh, – does some of the best work um, covering the team, some of the best writing with a – put out a, a really fun stat about 15 minutes ago. Since 2019-2020, which is the first Jimmy year um, with Miami, Miami has now six games. I mean, now has six games of 19 plus threes against Milwaukee. They have 18 total against all other NBA teams. Oh my gosh. 19. How is that possible? How do they, I don't remember them having like, like I know they've cooked the bucks before because of that deep drop, but man, for the heat to score 19 plus threes that many times. And it's like that much more than the rest of the, that, that really, that blew me away when I read it. Shout out to Cooper. Listen, that arena was scared from jump. It was quiet. It was more quiet than usual because I think that they are the heater in their heads. Like there's something about that crowd where they're like, oh, snap, here comes this team again. Here comes this team that makes all these crazy shots. And then Jimmy's not even out there playing and they're still getting to that stuff, especially in the first quarter. Um, I, I, it's an incredible thing that they just, they kind of have it out for Milwaukee. And that's a, that's a fun thing because they may see him in the playoffs later on down the line. Uh, let's wrap up with the Eric Rubenstein injury report before we go to final thoughts. And now it's time for the official five on the floor injury report sponsored by our friend Eric Rubenstein, the personal injury attorney born and raised in Lauderdale, Florida, lives in Miami, went to St. Thomas. He's a South Florida guy and a huge Miami Heat fan. But the important thing is he can help you get your money that you deserve when something happens to you. So reach out to our guy, Eric Rubenstein. Again, ericrubenstein.com or ask about me. I got you on Instagram. And now... The injury report. The injury report. I think most Heat fans have been hyper-focused on the injury report. Jimmy Butler's still out for personal reasons, death in the family. Uh, Josh Richardson, we know his diagnosis with the shoulder. He'll be out for the foreseeable future, reevaluated in weeks. Terry Rozier is week to week going forward. Uh, And Thomas Bryant did not play tonight. Um, DMP coach's decision. 
that's the injury report. Otherwise, they've got a full cast of characters, and they're missing, obviously, some key stakeholders there in Terry Rozier, Josh Richardson, and Jimmy Butler. This is about managing ma- managing expectations, folks. If all you say is those three guys may not be back until after the All-Star break um, or so, I think that that's a good barometer. Like that, let, Let's go there. Let's set the all-star break as the first measuring stick to when those guys are back before then don't expect any of those guys back. That's how I'm approaching it. If any, if either of you disagree, um, I would definitely, uh, I I can take, I can be challenged on that, but I I don't think we're going to see any of them before then we get a comment here that Ethan is injured. No, it's Ethan's birthday. He's enjoying the night off. So uh, we, we enjoy being able to give him that. Final thoughts, Alex, on the 123-97 Miami Heat victory in Milwaukee. Honestly, I feel like um, there's not much for me to add that I haven't said already as far as, like, you know, the way that they had this game tonight. Just great ball movement, um, good defense, and really just getting back to your identity. And I think part of that, not only is it the defense, but it's the ball movement on offense. And look, for as much as people don't want to – you know, maybe acknowledge this. Tyler was a big part of that too. He had a very nice game, and I thought um, he was moving great out there. I, I love the way that he was playing off ball, and and not all of not that all of it was off ball, but that he was constantly moving and making quick decisions and keeping the ball going. I, I loved it. I loved it. It never felt like he was stalling out there and just like settling. I never felt that. So I, I really it does help the thinking that you know he can fit into um a, a heavy ball movement offense and still stand out and still be worth um kind of the contract that they gave him because i think that's where a lot of people feel it's like well if you're going to bring down his role how much is it worth it i think he showed tonight and look again against a really bad defense but that's kind of the blueprint keep that ball moving that that ball moving and just take advantage of the shooting gravity and, sh- and scoring gravity that you have because even though he's not really a three-level score even though he can hit a floater every now and then um the shooting is, is so proficient that they have to respect it and they have to come out there and, and, you know, him moving around there like that and flying off of screens. It's, it's tough to guard. Even if he's not Duncan Robinson, as far as just flying off and hitting that turning three that Duncan yeah. does so well, Tyler can take advantage of that in other ways. He has more to his game and, and that's no disrespect to Duncan. Duncan is just so damn good at what he does, but Tyler can do more. So, you know, all of these guys fitting into that, it, it's, um, it's really nice to see. And it also, to me, begs the question a little bit is like, how important is that spacing? Because I feel like when they get their spacing right and that ball moving is is nice, it's it's just everything feels amazing, right? When, when yeah. you're eating. And I think they really have to prioritize that. And I think part of that is what I was talking about before with Bam keeping him in the high post and just, you know, Jimmy and Bam not cutting into each other's space at the same time and little things like that. But you know, great game tonight, and I hope they can kind of replicate some of this stuff going forward. Yeah, so that's uh, where I'll come to you, Brady, to close. Quick turnaround. They head to Philadelphia. What are you looking for um, for them in that matchup as it's going to happen tomorrow night? I mean, I don't expect them to shoot the same way they did in this one. So, right. I mean, they're they're probably going to need more of Tyler and Bam than they than they saw in this one. It's crazy to say more when Bam just had a triple double, but I I think more so in terms of them in the action together. Where was I didn't see many Tyler Bam pick and rolls in this game. The fact that they are without Terry and Jimmy, two of their higher usage guys, 
you would think they're going to lean on Tyler and Bam in actions together. And they did it. And they still were able to kind of put on this type of offensive performance. So that's kind of what I would expect. I mean, they're going to have to be good defensively. Philly can kind of sneak up on you. They have a lot of kind of decent perimeter players that can kind of hurt you in that way. But the other thing I'll add from this game, the one thing that I that I wanted to say was the fact that it worked out because they shot like at an incredible level. But one of the things I took away from the fact that they put Duncan in the starting lineup in a game like this is the fact that they really think they, they want to just make Jaime Hawkins as comfortable as possible in this new role off the bench where they just want to keep him there. And they want him to just kind of figure this out because now we're kind of trickling down toward the end of the season. And it's like, okay, first it's about getting healthy. Second, it's about you kind of finding your rhythm in this spot, even without Jimmy. They used to just throw – Jimmy was out. He was in. Like, he was in the starting lineup. And now, I mean, this is a game tonight where I don't feel like he was perfect, but I feel like the way that he was attacking and the way he was yeah. putting his head down and getting to the rim was, like, good process. Like, it was a very good process process game for him. Uh, and I thought he was good defensively. That We just haven't mentioned him. That I just feel like this was one of those games where, even though the, the numbers and the efficiency wasn't pretty, it feels like one of those kind of – games where you kind of see a little bit of a trampoline effect where he kind of jumps off this one it's a little bit of a breakthrough so we'll see what happens there specifically moving forward I think they're going to need him in a game against Philly uh also it's really funny because Doc Rivers was the one that was like hyping Hawkes and Jovic up when he was announcing <laughs> and the fact that they were the ones that some of these guys are the ones that hurt him in a game like this is just hilarious but yeah quick turnaround and then obviously off to the all-star break and then it's all eyes on on Hawkes. And this is per uh, Naveen Ganglani, who is a uh, content creator uh, that's been on our show before from the Philippines. Uh, he says, Jovich went back out onto the court to work with Heat staff per SPO. Uh, and here's the quote. He's been very dedicated. I see a maturity and growth from last year to this year. Every handling, uh, even handling when we get guys back and not getting discouraged working, he's continued to work. When guys do that, things change. Things certainly are changing for Nico Jovic. This was a huge win for the Heat. Hopefully they can replicate it up in Philadelphia. It will not be an easy one, but we look forward to covering it for you. Thank you to Alex. Thank you to Brady. Thank you to Manny Chang on the ones and twos. And thank you to our sponsors. We'll have you covered for Heat Sixers tomorrow night. Peace out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.